Do you have a demon? Does your friend have a demon? Do you want to know how to cast them out? Then you found the right podcast. We're going to be talking about deliverance. This is an introduction to deliverance ministry, and we're going to be diving into it here in just a second. But if we haven't met yet, my name is Darren Stott, lead pastor of a church called Seattle Revival Center, author of a book called Pattern Interrupt and founder of Supernaturalist Ministries. This podcast exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalist on a global level. And I trust that that's why you're listening is because it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established through your daily contribution. And it's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. Before we dive into this mentoring session, just want to encourage you to take a minute or two to do what so many have already done and to leave a review on iTunes. I've created a link to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com, and that will redirect you to iTunes. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame, or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing is off the chain. So again, if you would leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Also, while you're there, don't forget, hey, 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 don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes, or if you don't do iTunes, subscribe on uh, SoundCloud, Das SoundCloud. That will keep weekly, practical, supernatural equipping flowing automatically without any sort of striving right onto your streaming device. Maybe your desktop computer, your tablet, or your mobile device. So also um, subscribe. That would be incredible. So without any further ado, let's dive into 55 minutes of supernatural equipping on deliverance right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. Last year and a half, the last two years, you guys, um, I have seen so much deliverance ministry uh, taking place um, in the U.S., in America. It used to be that you would have to go to Africa or India, some sort of third world um, uh, country where the supernatural is so supercharged within a society, within a culture, that deliverance ministry is very, very normal and very, very common um, within um, cultures. And what's so fascinating is that uh, in America now, we are seeing deliverance ministry all the time from in the streets when we're doing outreach um, to in the church and church meetings and so it's uh, and now this was prophesied many years ago by guys like Paul Keith Davis and Bob Jones and Bobby Connor that uh, third world demonic manifestations um, were, were going to be coming to America uh, because of there was different different vis, uh, different um, uh, encounters and visions that uh, Paul Keith and Bob Jones saw were literally, it was almost like uh, uh, th this could be an expression for it, but like the hordes of hell were being released um, into the U.S. And Bobby Connor has had uh, encounters where he's actually seen uh, demons coaching 
terrorists and the drug cartels and how to smuggle everything from weapons and drugs into the U.S. Um, to um, uh, Paul Keith having visions of, of, of demonic influence w- within political leaders. Um, uh, uh, and so, I mean, uh, really, uh, we're seeing uh, those prophetic words coming to pass in the, in the U.S. And um, that seems like a negative thing. However, the good news is, is that people are getting set free uh, and, and, and uh, um, people are getting set free right now in, in crazy, crazy numbers. And it's so important that you know what's taking place in your own backyard. You know what's taking place even in your own church because all Christians are called into the ministry of deliverance. That's all Christians are called into deliverance ministry. And sometimes deliverance ministry is very demonstrative and almost flamboyant in a way. Other times deliverance ministry is, is, so, is so quiet that you don't even know that it's taking place. It's equally powerful, okay? Um, now, oftentimes the deliverance ministry is demonstrative to the degree that somebody has actively and willingly been hosting the demonic. So in that kind of case, when there's an eviction process, when a demon gets kicked out of someone, oftentimes they don't like to go. And so it's a little more demonstrative. But other times people go through deliverance and they don't even necessarily know that they're going through um, deliverance. And so, uh, first, so again, right off the bat, um, uh, I've seen an escalation in people getting set free of the of the demonic uh, in revival meetings, in church meetings, in my office, and again in the streets. Um, last year, we saw it in the park. Um, I've seen it in neighborhoods, and uh, and the good news is that it excites me because they're coming out, not going in. Okay, and so uh, the Lord is using us believers to see people get set free. Now, this is what's fascinating to me, and this is why I'm bringing it up today, is because even though demonic manifestations aren't necessarily being seen uh, in greater escalation in churches, it's being seen right now within spiritualistic circles or spiritual camps outside of Christianity. There's a radical escalation in, uh, in demonic manifestations that are being discerned as demonic. And maybe you guys aren't even aware of this, um, but I have friends, uh, uh, I, I know people that have recently come out of different spiritual circles and different spiritual type situations. Uh, I've heard it from them. I'm also reading it. Um, that uh, And here's the fascinating thing, that people within even, uh, of course, Hinduism, within the New Age, within different spiritual circles, they are discerning it as demonic possession. So people that aren't even saved, people that are even, maybe even a universal in their theology are recognizing the existence of demons. And here's one question that I haven't been able to ask someone yet is if you can recognize the existence of demons then can you recognize the existence of Satan and the reality of hell so that's a question that I'd like to ask somebody within one of these spiritual camps is if they even believe in Satan if they believe in in hell because they are certainly recognizing the the demonic other terms that are being used of course are ghost or negative energy here's what's absolutely fascinating is I was reading just uh, recently Recently, um, a uh, an article uh, given to spiritual leaders in and and how to discern demon possession, how to deal with demon possession, 
um, depending on your level of spiritual um, uh, occult type authority. And this is absolutely fascinating. And there was a prediction, and I hope you guys are still tracking with this, there was actually a prediction within this particular spiritual community that had a strong Hindu influence that by 2025, a third of all of humanity will be underneath the influence of some sort of negative energy, ghost, or demon. Now, I don't know where that stat came from, but that's crazy. And I think it's absolutely bogus uh, that a third of humanity, because I believe that the kingdom of God is emerging. The people of God are coming up, that there's a generation of sons and daughters that are coming on the earth, and hell's about to get an eviction notice. Amen? <laughs> but the reason why I bring this up is because within these communities, they are discerning th uh, this awakening within the demonic realm, and this great fight and urgency to capture the heart of a generation and to steal from a generation of the ability, the access point to have right standing before God peace and joy, which is the um, attributes of the kingdom of God. There are two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness and deceit and then there's a kingdom of light, righteousness and truth and that is the kingdom of God. Okay, Two kingdoms with two lords. The good news is is that Jesus, our Lord, is the name above all other names, and one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So if you're a Christian, if you're a believer in Jesus, the good news is, is that you have authority to discern and to displace uh, demonic um, uh, influence and power, okay? Especially in your own life and especially within those atmospheres where you've been given dominion to rule and reign, such as in your apartment, in your car, in your house, and even at your workplace, in those places where you have property, you have authority, okay? And so, there are two kingdoms, right? And there is a great fight right now uh, for light and darkness, truth and integrity, compromise and deceit. And, um, and, uh, and there are active manifestations of demonic influence and there are passive manifestations of demonic influence. <laughs> Active manifestations of demonic influence are where it manifests externally and you can see quite easily that somebody has been possessed or is under a strong influence of a demonic spirit. Passive is where people are, is where it's a more uh, subversive type of demonic agenda that people are partnering with, either consciously or subconsciously. The passive form of demonic manifestation does not mean that one is possessed. What it means is that because of their own hurt, because of their own abuse, because of their own fear or shame, they are partnering with a demonic spirit, not that they have been become a possessed one by that demonic spirit, but they are partnering with the agenda of the demonic in order to bring division and subversion within a kingdom of God or uh, within a uh, or within a particular manifestation of the kingdom of God within a local church or a nonprofit or a, or a, a, or a home group or some or something like that we even know of all kinds of stories where um, where witches have even gone into churches and into ministries and disguised themselves as believers 
years, they had a demonic blueprint, a satanic blueprint from hell. They knew how to go into a community and subvert the unity of that community and actually full-on destroy that community. That's why the Lord has established um, apostles and prophets because prophets have the ability to discern um, to discern that uh, that demonic blueprint and to expose it um, uh, in order that somebody would not have uh, be able to step into that kind of influence within a community where they could destroy that that community. So the Lord has given prophets to the church to discern and to be like a an alarm system, to be like an intruder system, uh, to be able to expose the lies of the um, of the of of the enemy. So again, uh, I've seen lots of active, um, active manifestations of the demonic. Uh, I've, I've prayed, I prayed for a guy in a meeting, uh, and he jumped on the floor and turned into like a bull, and he thought he had horns sticking out of his head, and he came at me, and I felt like a matador, and I and I and I moved um, out of the way, like ha, ah! just in time for him to charge past me. He was literally on all fours, going, <laughs> and it was like he, he he thought there was a ring in his nose or something, smoke coming. And then he came at me three or four times. I, I was able to dodge him. And then at the right time, I pounced on him. I came right down on top. I said, come out in Jesus' name. And he flopped on the ground. Boom. As though he was dead. The guy got completely, absolutely um, set free. Uh, I was ministering in a community in a neighborhood, telling a lady about Jesus. And she said she was part of the Baha'i faith. And while, and while I was speaking to her, um, she started her jaw started clicking. And her face started twitching. Um, and the Thing and, and she started maneuvering and trying to get away from me. And I saw that. I said, hey, what's going on there? What is, what is that? I said, hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Um, and, 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 and it was crazy because she, she could have just closed the door on me, but she couldn't. She couldn't. It was like she was trying. It was like she wanted to engage. She wanted hope. She wanted truth. And yet the demon was trying to get away. So I, you could observe the struggle between her own spirit and, uh, and her soul. And that place of this demon trying to get her away. So she's going, ah. and I was just like, Jesus loves you. He died for you. I'm speaking this truth. This truth is going to set you free. You're going to get set free. And I was just prophesying and declaring, releasing hope into that environment. And then finally she got, she got away you know, and, and, then she, um, and then she slammed the door. So that's why we're talking about this is because I'm seeing it a lot. I've, I've seen a lot of people uh, get set free, and um, and I just want to help you out if you've been wrestling with some stuff, and help you out in um, in ministering to others. All right, let's talk about uh, doors. Demons come into people through doors, through open doors. So a demon can't just sneak into you. Um, and uh, and I think the best place for us to look at open doors, the best place for us to see um, uh, how demons get in is by looking at Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to read this to you out of the Passion Translation. And it says, What are the cravings of the self-life I'm referring to? They're obvious. The first one is sexual immorality. Uh, the second one, lustful thoughts or pornography. Uh, number three, chasing after things uh, instead of gods. That's idolatry. Uh, manipulation, manipulating others, uh, also a form of uh, witchcraft. Hatred of those who get in your way. Senseless, uh, I don't even know if you caught that. Hatred of those who get in your way. All right. Um, senseless arguments. 
resentment when others are favored. Also, that would be jealousy. Uh, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessing of others, murder, okay, uncontrolled addictions, um, wild parties, and all similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then it contrasts with the fruit of the Spirit. So there's the fruit of darkness, and then there's the, 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 fruit, of the, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, this, is where you, this is where you could begin with just, if you've been underneath a certain amount of demonic oppression or influence, is by asking the Holy Spirit to show you um, what opened doors. Maybe it was a hurt. The fascinating thing is, is that even within the occult, and they, a lot of these guys wouldn't even refer to themselves, even within, uh, let's just say, other religions, where they are acknowledging um, the, the, the presence of, of demons um, and even uh, possession within a lot of their adherents, that they are actually using um, scriptures like this without, without saying Galatians chapter 5. They're actually using these, the same terminology and they're actually cautioning their adherents to guard their hearts from anger, from fear, from jealousy. It's absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating. Isn't it incredible that we have the Bible, we have the Word of God, we have this incredible blueprint that really tells us how the spiritual realm works and how these things work. And so there is the fruit of the, the flesh, which we just looked at, and it's really this place of self-worship. It's this really this place of being very impressed with yourself, the elevation of self, and even to the degree of using Christianity or using the glory in order to position yourself for self-worship um, and, and really about it being your own will. Um, and so that's, that's essentially um, what Satanism is, that Satanism is essentially, it's the elevation of your own will over God's will, okay? And um, versus Christianity is this place of total surrender, total trust, total relationship, total reliability in Jesus. <laughs> that you you surrender everything, your bad stuff and your good stuff, your unrighteousness and your self-righteousness to, to Jesus. And then in that place, you step into this place of union, okay? Absolutely. Now, the question that I always get asked is, can a Christian be possessed? Um, and what I say is, no. A Christian cannot be possessed, except for sometimes, yes. <laughs> now, when you, theologically, I would say, like, when you, uh, understanding of possessed being a possession of Satan versus God, when you give your life to Jesus, you're a possession of the Lord, right? So then how does this, how does, how does this work, being possessed of the enemy? And, and actually, and, and to be honest, I'm not sure. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a demonologist. All I know is that when there is evidence of something that is not right, Okay, then we've got to make it right. That's called executing justice. So, um, uh, if a, if a Christian gets set free of a demon, um, uh, does that mess with my theology? No, I just praise the Lord. I just thank the Lord that they're getting set free. If someone's not getting set free, then then we've got to have discernment to be able to start getting um, uh, 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 a little deeper to find out what's going on. Now, here's the thing about demonic possession: possession comes to take control of you. So, if you're losing control. You're losing control of your speech. 
you're, you're you actually lose control of your body, meaning that you can't stop. You you can't um, even losing control of your emotions. Your emotions get the best, and you just lose complete control. It's almost like you black out, and yet you're still there. That is um, that is uh, demonic possession, but demonic oppression um, it doesn't mean that you're losing control. What it means is that there is this uh, oftentimes a constant influence or demonic pressure um, that can show up in the form of temptation that feels like it's it's you, where you feel like you're all alone. Why am I thinking this way? Why do I want to do this? I don't want to do this. Um, oftentimes, that's a demonic oppression that can actually be generational. That does not mean that you have a demon in you. It just means that there's a lot of uh, stuff that just hasn't been dealt with. But the good news is, the good news is, is that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's 2 Corinthians 3.17. That where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that every time you come into the presence of the Lord, you get free, right? You get set free. In fact, I've been through a ton of deliverance. I've been delivered of all kinds of stuff, but my deliverance has always been in the presence of some of the greatest times of deliverance. wasn't when anybody prayed for me. It wasn't when anybody prayed for me, when anybody counseled me, or anybody said, go now, go right now in Jesus' name. That The greatest times of deliverance has been just me basking in the presence, me just enjoying the presence of the Lord. So um, for everyone on here that put a two in the comment right off the bat you put a two you're wrestling and you want to step into this greater place of freedom and uh, and th this message is more for you this is the starting point the starting point is creating that place creating that space where you begin to just drink of the presence of God you drink of his goodness you drink of the Word of God did you know that you can drink the Word of God did you know that you can drink the Psalms did you know that you can drink the song of Psalms what I, what I mean by that is that you don't just study the Word, you receive the Word into you. It's, it's like it goes beyond the mind and into the heart. I love to stimulate my mind with the Word of God. I love to renew my mind with the Word of God, but I also love to drink the Word of God, which means that it's not in those times even about my mind as much as it is, like David would say, meditating on the Word of God. And so it's important that we begin drinking of His presence and practicing His presence because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's absolute liberty and absolute freedom. And for many, many believers, they don't necessarily know when they got set free. It happened in a season. And so I believe in seasonal deliverance. I also believe that there are particular kinds of demonic influence, not possession, but influence or oppression that, that can only be dealt with in the context of community. For example, within the Sozo teaching, if, if you've been trained up in Sozo ministry, that there is a, a spirit of, of slumber that can come on people. Um, it oftentimes looks like a sleeping disorder where people just fall asleep. It's very, very common that people that, that can stay awake at work and do all these things come into a church service and they just fall asleep at church. Whenever they come into the presence of God, they just start yawning and they just, uh. And I don't think that that's necessarily demonic possession. 
but that's like a demonic oppression and what's interesting is they actually teach within the sozo training that within that thing that thing can only they've seen a track record where that thing really gets broken within the context of community and relationship because Christianity is inescapably corporate which means that you can't be an isolated believer it's actually an oxymoron that in the Bible that when people became a part of the family of God it's not that they just had a new belief system or a new philosophy for Jesus is Lord they were literally stepping into the community of the Lord the ecclesia the family of God and so within our American Western understanding of Christianity it's like you can stay at home watch a TV show say a magic prayer and you're saved and you are now the church but you cannot be a part of the church in isolation we are a body which means that you have to be we have to be knit together so that's a real that's a real um, uh, uh, key there is, is simply for the believer that's under oppression is to begin a discipline of practicing the presence of the Lord. Now, when you're ministering to someone else, and all of a sudden they begin um, they begin to uh, manifest and, and and stuff starts to stuff starts to go down. Uh, within that place, it's so important that you understand your authority, um, your authority in Christ Jesus. I once had a dream where I got to step into this uh, sample of incredible authority and I, and the dream and, and I won't tell you that dream right now um, I, I, I would love to but I just I just feel like I'm, I've been going on a long, a long time but I woke up from that dream and I was like yeah I felt just like I felt so huge in the spirit and I and I loved I, I loved that experience so the Lord absolutely uses dreams to plant a desire in our heart so that we can step into because in that place of hunger what we can actually step into a greater uh, manifestation a different kingdom reality so the Lord will put a hunger in your heart so that you begin and the Lord can even use a scope or a Facebook live like this to put a desire in your heart so you'll begin seeking after a new revelation of your authority in Christ where do you find that in God's word but then there's this hunger within your heart where you're desiring uh, to step into the fullness of that the fullness of that reality so the Lord put that thing in my heart and then um uh, there were some key people um, that, uh, that, 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 uh, that I saw walking in different forms of deliverance ministry. Charlie Champ walks in a particular kind of deliverance ministry that manifests within healing. So uh, uh, most people wouldn't say that Charlie Champ is a deliverance minister. I do. I believe that when Charlie is operating, um, uh, when Charlie Champ is operating uh, in the gift of healing and people are getting delivered, I believe that people are getting set free from uh, from uh, from uh, the, that demonic spirit of oppression that we see uh, uh, within sickness. So I personally believe that all sickness and disease. It, um, uh, uh, and the reason why I get this, I can go into the theology of this. I have a whole bunch of verses on this where it says that Jesus went around healing all who were healing, all who were oppressed by uh, by like uh, of their infirmities. Uh, and I always found that really, really interesting that he healed all that were oppressed from infirmity. So I believe that infirmity is a spirit, and um, and I believe that God did not create anyone to be sick. So Charlie Champ is absolutely a deliverance ministry in the in the sense that people are getting delivered 
recovered from their sickness. And I know that Charlie, you know, he doesn't just do healing, but there's a wonderful healing anointing on his life. And then a wonderful word of knowledge anointing on, on, on Charlie, where he'll get words of knowledge. So he'll discern where people have been captive to pain, to sickness, to disease. He'll discern where people are uh, uh, don't have liberation. Um, Charlie will discern where people um, have been uh, bound by sickness and disease, and then he'll step in. and he and, and I and I watched Charlie for 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 weeks. I watched him for months. I observed that authority and that faith that he walks in, and I and I and I was very intentional to walk with Charlie and to and to observe him and to watch how he responded to different kinds of sicknesses, to different kinds of diseases, and I and I and I caught something from Charlie in my own authority. So even when I pray for people, it looks different than how Charlie prays for people, and yet I I caught a certain level of authority. I stepped into a greater level of authority, my authority in Christ Jesus. And so, and I believe that's where in the last year and a half I've seen this incredible deliverance ministry within my own life. I've seen countless people healed of PTSD, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, countless people delivered of, of uh, I saw a guy with um, scoliosis, uh, completely, completely curled over and um, he couldn't even look me in the eye, and uh, and uh, his, his the, the curvature in his spine was so severe. And when I prayed for him, I, I I couldn't even help myself. I just began declaring, "Let him go, let him go, let him go." And he hit the ground, and on the ground, I just began to declare freedom over him, healing over him, and his and his body in the presence of the Lord began to snap, crackle, and pop as his spine began to straighten, and as demons began to leave, and he got up off the floor, completely healed, standing straight up. He could look at me right, right, right in the eye. He said, "I'm set free." And then I had a conversation with him, and uh, where he had a video game addiction, um, and it, and it, and it, and it essentially it sounded like that was the open door. Was through engaging with a certain kind of video game or whatever else, something came in and and really crippled him. And so uh, again, there's an uh, there's a link between deliverance and healing ministry. And for me, the key for all believers is to know their authority in. Christ Jesus, to know who they are so that when they discern, they can quickly displace. I don't... um it's not that everybody that I pray for, I'm yelling, get out, go, you know. Um, but oftentimes, um, I'm not actually praying for the person. I'm speaking to the condition. I'm speaking to the spirit behind the condition, and I'm commanding it to go. And since I began praying that way, since I began dealing with the reality that the spiritual realm is way more real than this natural realm, way more, uh, we, we kid ourselves to think that this physical seen realm is more real than the invisible unseen realm where we're just absolutely uh, that's 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 the joke of the century what's so fascinating was within these different spiritual circles that I've been studying and, and, and even chatting with they can see with their eyes open spirits uh, entering and leaving people they describe it differently but they can see it but they don't have the authority to do anything about it um, 
and you do that even children do I've seen my own children uh, pray uh, pray not for the sick but commanding sickness to go and it leaves um, I've se- another thing I've seen a lot just recently is demonic interference where it manifests as snapping crackling popping uh, one lady even uh, described it like grasshoppers in her ears and uh, within that particular case she had met with a psychiatrist might have even I don't I, it kind of sounded almost like a hypnotist almost but she met with this person ever since she met with this person it was like she had constant grasshoppers in her ears and so I uh, and so there's just a, 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 a manifestation of authority uh, that I felt surge through me I commanded that thing uh, to go uh, she hit the ground and, and, and immediately immediately healed her hearing cleared right up and so uh, and, and uh, I saw a healing line um, probably six months ago uh, where I was ministering at a church uh, and um, and had a whole line of people and, and every single person their 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 healing uh, improved dramatically or was completely healed and it wasn't the kind of thing where it was like 10% better 20% it was like a spirit of deafness um, that, that, that was literally on countless people and so I think that we're learning to pray differently we're learning to stand in our authority we're learning to speak to, to the condition and we're learning not just to comfort the sick but we're learning to confront the sickness confront the disease to confront um, the enemy knowing that it's the enemy that brings discouragement that it's the enemy that comes to steal kill and destroy it's the enemy that's the spirit behind depression it's the enemy behind and isn't it fascinating I don't know if you guys find this fascinating but that um, the list of psychological patterns and conditions that's affecting kids is growing exponentially to the to the degree that unless something changes in the US within the public school I actually got this from our local principal here in in, uh, in Newcastle, that they are they are radically concerned about the exponential increase of things like Aspers, uh, down uh, not Downs, but Aspers, um, uh, ADD, ADHD, um, and then of course um, the main one that uh, that I'm forgetting about right now. Um, super brilliant brilliant kids but socially they're just unable to connect so the the number of kids being diagnosed with autism right now is is just off the, the charts and so what's the solution you guys what's the solution to all these psychological kind of things that are affecting our children um, what's the solution Jesus is the solution the body of Christ is the solution it's that it's that authority that kingly anointing to be able to execute justice to, to be able to do something and I'm telling you, on one hand, um, uh, there's such a darkness invasion that's coming into the culture through, especially through entertainment, um, especially in that place of, of escapism, right? Through new age occultic fantasy that so many Christians are engaging with right now. Um, and then we then we ask the question, why is there such an epidemic of possession and oppression within the church? We saw this a lot in Australia where we where we'd see uh, Christians start slithering like snakes and, and, and we're like what's going on like seriously what's going on here and then we would interview them afterwards after they get set free like hey what happened one particular gal said well I know exactly what happened I went and got my palm read so I went to a palm reader and I know that that was the open door well 
yeah, you, you think that's a counterfeit gateway. That's that's a that's you're you're opening your heart to the demonic realm. Like you, you have a door in your heart, and you you went you went into the pasture, but you didn't go through Jesus. Um, you went through a counterfeit door, and you opened yourself up. And and so we we saw a lot of that kind of stuff where Christians were going to astrologers, they were going to um, uh, 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 palm readers, they were going to these people that that can consult with dead relatives and all that kind of stuff. If you've done that kind of stuff, God loves you. (laughs) But you need to repent of those places. Close those doors, right? Close those open doors and to to renounce any sort of demonic activity or things that you've been engaging with. Remember, you are, um, you are, uh, you've been built by God um, to engage with the spirit realm, to engage with Him, to engage with heavenly realities. You've been built hardwired in the natural with a set and series of gates, from your eye gates to your mouth gates, your sensory gates, your ability to be able to hear. Um, uh, so you are you, got, you have all these gateways, and the enemy is coming at our generation right now in order to flood us with uh, with sensor with 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 uh, with sensory stimulation and false information false theology so that we will settle for less than God's very best may it be through counterfeit spirituality uh, which many many Christians are engaging with counterfeit spirituality that's going into places outside of Christ and it's and it's just it's so it's so dangerous so this is time for you to realize who you are in Christ to begin to practice your authority in Christ Jesus said Sent out his disciples to go and to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to cast out demons. That's the, the this is basic Christianity. So go out and do this stuff. And when it doesn't go as planned, make sure that you are plugged into a Christian, apostolic, prophetic community where people can help you out and train you and disciple you, so that you can begin to grow uh, through organic ministry from day to day. So, the fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit... Um, is 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 absolutely it absolutely contrasts um, uh, from the works of the flesh. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. When there is a violation of your love, when there's a violation of your peace, when there's that place where there's an attack against your goodness to get you to react in an unkind way instead of engaging with that fruit of the spirit, which is gentleness. When there's that place of, of unfaithfulness, a war for your faithfulness, you know there's a demonic agenda to get you to, um, to step out of that place of God's will for your life. And of course, um, gentleness and the last one, self-control, knowing that that's oftentimes how you discern the, the presence of the demonic in the sense that somebody's control is being violated, that people are being taken advantage of by the demonic and when you see that you have an opportunity to step in to execute justice and to love people to love people enough to minister to them I do want to uh, answer just one question and the question was do you need permission um, to cast out a demon? First of all, right off the bat, is that when I'm praying for deliverance, people usually don't even know it. What I'll say is, look, 
I'm going to speak to the condition. I'm not speaking to you. It may sound like I'm being a little bit harsh, but I'm not being harsh to you. I'm being harsh to the condition. So um, especially when I'm in the streets, when I'm doing evangelism, I'll, I will say this. So uh, you just told me that you're depressed. I'm going to speak to the depression as though it's a spirit. I'm going to, and I'm going to, we're going to get it out. Is that good? And, I'll, and people will say yes, and then I'll go to work. <laughs> and so to answer your question, that's, uh, I, you know, I, I, I never say, hey, by the way, it would appear as though you have a demon. <laughs> we're going to get, I don't want to freak people out. I don't want to you know, dishonor people in that way. Other believers around me, they'll know what's going down. Um, but I never want to glorify the demonic. Um, and I never want to pull attention to, uh, to that kind of thing. And so um, oftentimes I'll say, hey, I'm going to speak to this condition. I'm going to uh, treat it as a spirit. And we're going to evict this thing. Is that okay with you? And uh, if people say no, then I honor that. I was in one particular. I was invited into a home, asked to come into a home of Sikhs. Two generations of Sikhs. Um, uh, the, the, the patriarch of the house was wearing a big turban. They had the pictures of their uh, first and 10th generation gurus or whatever on the wall. I was invited into that house because they believed they were underneath a curse, a set and series of word curses and maybe even generational curses with evidence to support that. Um, I said, we can deal with this. This is, this is easy for the Lord. Um, and I, I presented the gospel. We began the night together by blessing them. It was awesome when I prayed for the patriarch of the family. He went right into a lotus pose. <laughs> And um, and then I, I I got him to stand and and they all everybody felt the presence of the Lord, and yet when it came time to deal with the generational curse, we were unable to deal with that curse because they were unwilling um, uh, to use the name of Jesus as Lord. And I, I I told them I'm not a spiritual like I'm not a spiritual guru like I'm not the one that breaks the curse. It's Jesus that breaks the curse, and outside the lordship of Jesus, we can't address the curse and they were they were um, not willing to believe that Jesus is God that Jesus is Lord and that he had the authority to do that and I assured them that was the only way that Jesus was the only way that we could deal with the curse and it had to be through their pronouncement of Jesus as Lord and in order to break that curse and they unfortunately they were unwilling even after feeling the presence of the Lord um, they were unwilling to do that in front of their first and tenth generation uh, gurus and and so, uh, do you need permission from God? Well, Olivia, you've been given permission from God. And so, you're, you're given, you, um, uh, believers are given their empowerment in the scriptures. That in the same way that Jesus empowered his apostles to go out and to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to cast out demons, that we are in this apostolic era, and that the great commission and the great empowerment, the great authority released to the apostles is the same authority given to the whole body of Christ. So, this isn't just for a few good men, a few good women. Um, but when it comes to healing the sick, to raising the dead, casting out demons, you've been given that authority. So, no, you don't need permission from God, but to a certain degree, you need permission um, from people. Um, it was Jesus that said that a person is like a house. 
And that house can be haunted by spirits. If you remove those demons and those spirits, the house is then vacant. And if you don't fill that house again, then all of a sudden the original demons will come back uh, uh, along with a, a, a whole, with, a, with all their friends. Uh, and so it gets way, 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 way worse, uh, which is why I believe that it's important to get permission before you do an eviction, because there needs to be an eviction and then the house needs to be filled with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And so, yes, you have been commissioned, you've been given the authority uh, from Jesus to do this. But I think you need to get permission from people uh, because you could actually make things um, way worse if they're not really on board with the full process. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take Take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.